Today's episode of In the Trenches is brought to you by System 12 Guitar Method. Sign up today at RyanRoxy.com. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy. Hello, 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 and welcome to another live stream episode of In the Trenches. I am your host, Ryan Roxy, and um, yeah, I feel good. I have a little bit of a wind machine in here because it is still a heat wave that's taking Europe by storm. I guess it's the world. It's the whole world by storm. So we're just lucky that, um, yeah, the sun is out and it's not uh, burning us to a crisp as yet as they are in the West Coast. And like I said, our audience over there in California, West Coast, uh, sending our thoughts out to you. Stay safe and... Hello, rest of the world. It's in the trenches time. Um, first thing, if you're new to the podcast and you're listening to us on an audio uh, version of this, whether it's Apple or Spotify, thank you very much for doing that. But we'd really like to see you on our YouTube channel, which is our Ryan Roxy official YouTube. And you can hit the subscribe button, which is right there. God, why do I still, after all these episodes, Vic, I still get the point wrong. But you'll see the point. You'll see my finger point to the subscribe button if you are in the live chat like you are right now, like the In the Trenches faithful that you are, the RGA. Oh, folks, what a weekend it's been. It's been live gigs I played over the weekend. That's why I have a little bit of a tan. That's right. Well, we'll see if our guest does too, because today, folks, I'm excited. Uh, We are old friends. And uh, she mentioned that in the promo for the lead up to this In the Trenches episode. Uh, We're old friends from way back when um, we both lived in New York City. And then we have kind of taken uh, similar paths. We've uh, we've both lived in New York. We've both lived in Los Angeles. We've both played together and uh, we've recorded together a lot. And uh, and then we both subsequently moved to Europe. So we're going to talk about all these types of things, but, you know, of course, I want to talk about the music, I want to talk about the songwriting, I want to talk about fronting the band, I want to talk about the guitar playing uh, that our guest does do. She's uh, probably the band that I associate her with most is the New York Loose, and possibly you do too, but she has many other bands that she's been a part of, and a solo artist all throughout, and she's putting out her first official solo album this year. So we're going to talk about all things West. Would you please welcome in the trenches, Bridget West. Hello, Bridget. Hi. What's happening? What's going down? How you doing? I'm okay. You have a very, a very nice uh, diaphanous look right now. Um, Don't, our, 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 uh, web will in- improve. I know it will. But, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. It looks it, a bit, I look a bit fuzzy. It looks a bit 70s porno. It does. A little like Penthouse magazine <laughs> with a diffused lens. A little bit. A little totally. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little Penthouse. Believe me, it's not going that way though. But yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? There's, there, there's no porn there. There's only dog porn. Which, because we talked about before the show, the dog born is is amazing because our producer, Vic, has a dog called Stanley uh, that he likes to post lots of pictures up. And I always um, hassle him by putting hashtag dog porn up on any of the comments and people freak out. But uh, you have a Stanley over there, a dog. And uh, are you dog Uh, sitting right now? Because I I know, like, out of the gate, before we get into the music, before we get into the new solo band, before we get into everything... You are into animals, yes? Yeah, big time. And you've I'm been- really into animals. I love animals. 
and and you're taking care of dogs right now. And what is what is Stanley UK doing? Because we have Stanley Arkansas, you know, behind Vic on the couch. But uh, Stanley UK, what's Stanley doing there? Stanley, uh, he's in a giant bean bag. Um, I can probably get him over here. Well, um, we don't want to start. We don't want to start that thing that happened before, where he was. He just wanted to get on camera and start barking. So yeah, he's he is a he. He loves being the center of attention. So yeah, he'll probably come come around later on when he feels a little bit like he needs a little bit of attention from me. But yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm just doing this for a friend because they're in in Spain and they said, "Do you want to come and stay?" Um, but they have a studio here as well, so I can record here as well. So it's uh, it's really just sort of. Um, a favor for a friend, and then I get the favor in return. I get to hang out with Stanley, and I get to record. Well, you're doing a favor for a friend, which is me as well, because you're on our podcast, and we appreciate well, you being. Oh, thank you. Well, it's also you know a pleasure. So it's been a few years since we we've been able to talk, and we've never been able to uh, you know really the last couple of years. It's always been either passing very quickly at an Alice Cooper show. Um, yeah. At one point, so we've never had a, a good time to hang and talk about uh, the musical paths that uh, both of us have taken. And it wasn't up until the time I was saying the intro about we, we've lived a lot of coincidental similarities where we both we met in New York. We can start. We can mm-hmm. start right there. Actually, we start going back to get forward. What do you say, Vic? That's our gratuitous motorcycle sample that we have to have. I think that's great. Let's go back to go forward. <laughs> well, out of the gate, we met in New York way back in the 1990s, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we, we met, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, we met over at Sony Music Publishing because we were both signed with Sony Music Publishing. Is that sort of what I happened? Don't... I don't think so. I remember meeting you at a very sort of really uh, grotty rehearsal studio somewhere on the Lower East Side or maybe Midtown. I think that you came to maybe because I was looking for a guitar player. And I think you came for we wanted to just see what would happen if we played together. Well, I think that's where we met. That's where we. Okay. well, what eventually happened I remember at those Sony uh, publishing studios is I eventually ended up playing on some of those demos, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. And, and you mm-hmm. had a ton of songs. Um, do you still have any of those demos out uh, like, like somewhere in, in a dat tape or in a cassette? It had, they, they always came on cassette tapes back in those days, right? Yeah. Um, I will have to look. I will look. I will look in my attic and I'll find out. And if I do, I'll try and figure out how I can transpose them into, you know, a, uh, you know, a, a, a format that we can listen to now. Yeah. Well, what you'll do is <laughs> you'll put out your solo album and then all the sort of uh, uh, extra material you can put on a whole nother bonus box set. And maybe you can slap some of those uh, yeah, Ryan Roxy guitar idea. demos on there. Oh, well, hey, it's not like it Thank hasn't you. been done before. It's called the Roxy mm. box. <laughs> And I think I have one right here. Second print okay. promo. <laughs> but Let's um, do that. we, so we met in New York and then we eventually mm-hmm. came to Los Angeles, maybe at separate times. Did you come after I got the hell out of New York or, you know? Yeah. It was sort of like feeling like we needed to leave New York. Right. At that point, it's yeah. sort of like, 
there was something going on with the vibe in New York. It was getting too competitive and everybody was getting too almost provincial. It was all like about New York. And I was like, yeah, I, uh, I want to kind of be a little bit more about my, you know, the rest of the world as well. So, um, yeah, I think we probably did. I, I, well, I moved to, to LA after the first, um, New York loose tour of England, um, which was, I'd say 1995 or something like that. 1995, 96, right around that time. Yeah, exactly. So we did, we, we did a huge kind of lots of tours in uh, Europe and, and mostly in England. And, um, and then we ended up in LA. Yeah. Does that ever bum you out a little bit that New York had all the ingredients to have a great musical, uh, a great musical sort of genre or vibe and, and atmosphere, kind of like the same way that Seattle had theirs at that time, as well as as Los Angeles had had theirs a couple of years earlier. It seemed like it had all the ingredients for this great. It did. What, now, and you were saying that perhaps it was just the competition that we felt in New York and that, that sort of like, you know, kill or be killed yeah. attitude, or what was it? So I just did... Um, a podcast, um, and it's called Straight to Video podcast. Okay. Oh, we love Straight and to I, Video. Yeah, yeah, Rob. Yeah, Rob right? is great. Yeah, exactly. And I thoroughly went into that whole thing, um, which was really interesting because I had a couple of a couple of you know sort of comments from people that were around then. They were like right on Bridget for actually calling it as it was. So yeah, it was cutthroat. I mean, no one wanted to help each other. Everyone wanted to stomp on each other. I, I, you know, my favorite story around that time was when Madonna came to see New York Loose at Coney Island High. And um, she was thinking about signing us. And so I knew she was coming. So, you know, we, we got an opening band and, and we, we uh, played at Coney Island High. And the opening band, who I won't even mention their name, decided that they were going to go on like 40 minutes late so that Madonna could see them instead of us. Aha. You know, it was like stuff like that happened all the time. And you're thinking, really? Um, anyway, I remember walking up the stairs from the dressing room and going, I've, I've got to apologize to her. I've got to just make sure she stays to see us. Or, you know, hey, I, who, who doesn't want to meet Madonna? I mean, of course. So anyway, so I, I walked I walked up the stairs and I found her and she was like the tiniest little thing. I could, she's so small. I mean, her <laughs> hand was like like a little like a little child's hand. And I reached out. And I, was I thought like, you could fit her in your hand. It was, was so, but she was lovely. Her whole kind of, I'm not a fan of her music. I'm just going to say that now, but her whole kind of vibe was, it was so New York tough girl. You know, she really was. And I just said, Hey, I'm really sorry. These guys, you know, are, um, are running late, you know, we just, tr- you know, if you could stay for us, that'd be good. And she just went, these guys suck. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So Yeah. Well, but yeah, like, I mean, that was like the kind of the, 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 the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like there was no support. It was all cutthroat. Right. Do I sound angry? I don't mean to sound angry. No, I'm you don't it. sound angry at all. You sound like the real deal. And, and here's the thing. This is how my feeling of one hand washing the other, both hands washing the feet and supporting each, supporting each other, whatever we do will always lead to the greater good. If you want to hear, you know. The long version of that story, of course, you're going to go check out Rob Lane's straight to video because we love yeah, Rob Lane. Yeah, I talk Lane. a lot about that. And, I talk and, about that, yeah. And I was going to bring up this Madonna connection 
um, a little bit later in the show in a, a section that okay. we call "Never Let the Truth Get in the Way Story." Get, never let the truth oh. get in the way of a good story, but that's okay because we got it out of the way, and we have just found out that the Madonna connection is not fiction; it's fact, Vic. It's the Madonna. Fact. Yeah, there you go. And he's trying to look the for the Madonna. overlay. There you <laughs> the go. The Madonna came to the show. The Madonna. <laughs> when you the Madonna. In, well, we're hanging out with the Bridget West. And uh, the, the club was called Coney Island High. I mm-hmm. um, I was just a couple of years removed from that. I think that was that Jesse's club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesse from D Generation, and yeah. uh, I had moved back to LA at that point because when I was living in LA or in New York with Electric Angels, and I was playing in Electric Angels. And by the way, I just spoke to Jonathan Daniel. Uh, yeah. Three three days ago, he he told me How to give you a, a big hello. He said to give oh. you a big hello. He goes. He goes. Oh. I, she's that girl writes the best lyrics. So you know if it's oh. coming from Jonathan, who was oh the, our gosh. chief lyricist in Electric Angels, it was a huge compliment. He always he always was a big fan, but he said to say hello right now. So um, oh my yeah, that god, was... hi Jonathan, if you're listening, very <laughs> nice to get that compliment. That's going to keep me going for a long time. Thank you. Well, there you, and, he, and he actually did say, hey, make sure you talk about the that that Coney Island High trip. You know that those days where, where the band was just uh, forming because New York. Loose formed obviously in New York, um, mm-hmm. but then you made your grade and you sort of uh, got the deal in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, right? Yeah, we did because nobody in New York wanted to sign us. Not even Madonna you know? when she was starting Maverick, but Not at the even. same. <laughs> but did she think you about it? Why? Was it part of that? Was it part of the reason that she came no, to that show? Because she she wanted to sign. Um, she wanted to sign me, but then they had Alanis Morissette and they were like, oh, we can't have two. This is when no one, you know, really took sort of women in rock seriously. You know, like you can't have two women, you know, on the same label. Yeah. Duh. I mean, now that would never happen, you know, but yeah, so that's why. But the yeah, twist was um, she's Canadian. Guy, she's New York. Yeah. Uh, guy something or other. I can't guy remember Oseri. her main. I think it was Guy Yeah, Oseri. her main man. He was like, oh, no, you know, we, we're signing Alanis and that's it. You know, great. But, you know, anyway. So, so that's why. You know what? There's 31 flavors of ice cream at Baskin Robbins for a reason. All right. That's the way I think of it. You can, there's yeah. always different flavors and it doesn't matter whether you have a penis or vagina. It doesn't matter. You can have as many people on the label as are talented. How about yeah. that? Shouldn't I mean, that be I the am- way? Absolutely. And I, but I think back then, remember, women fronting bands playing guitar was very rare. I mean, you only had Joan Jett, Chrissy Hind, and I think that's it. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like now where it's no big deal to have a girl bass player, a girl drummer, a girl, you know, singer, and like everybody else is a guy, whatever. It, it, it was so, you know, such a thing back then. It was such like a novelty, you know? Right. I was, I was like a novelty which it shouldn't have been, you know, I did everything I could in my power to, you know, play guitar like a boy. And I kind of dress like a boy. I kind of still do dress like a boy. You know, I was, I was having trans issues. You know what I mean? I was like, I, I really should have been a, a man. I really should have been a boy. Um, but growing up been- that that's, those are your influences were, you know, I want to say, and we just had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, Wayne Kramer from the MC5. Oh, yes. You know? Uh, oh, my God, yes. Iggy Pop. Uh, 
Absolutely. And um, obviously, you know, someone that we have a big connection to, Alice Cooper. And I put it, you know, the, <sighs> big the, time. And, and all and all three of those uh, artists too were probably wrestling with their fashion and and their sexuality and how they wanted to present themselves in the world i mean the new york dolls are such an amazing um example of that they were a trans band before there was even anybody even thought about it it was just a natural artistic expression and um yeah i'm I'm very uh, i really really love that the world is now sort of starting to embrace that um that sort of idea you know that we, we don't have to get stuck in this gender thing all the time well, um, with now growing it, up in New Jersey, for, when, you, for rock and roll. when you were growing up in New Jersey, you're a Jersey girl and you, you moved across yeah, the, over I a bridge am. to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was told that you now, wow, now that's a photo. Is that you sailing the, uh, the Hudson, the Hudson river? <laughs> Where is that? It's in, uh, it's the Jersey shore. Oh. Yeah. I was really young. You see, I have no tattoos. I was just like a regular girl, you know, um, hanging around the Jersey shore, but I'd love to do all the things that boys did. So I was like an into surfing, sailing and skateboarding, um, guitar playing, you know, I was sort of like, you know, I had a bike. <laughs> I was a little, I was like a tomboy. But, you know, I'm reading here that uh, your sister's boyfriend though was into be into the Beatles. So was that the yeah. first, was that the first sort of taste of rock and roll? And then from there it spread on to MC5 and Stooges. And how did you find these sort of can you, wait, Detroit bands? Can you hear bands? that knocking on the door? Is that the can dog? That? Is that Stanley? <laughs> no. Wants, who is that? That's Alfred. Oh. That's my dog, Alfred. Do you he want Alfred to come, to come in? in here. Yeah, if Alfred wants to come well, in, join the party, man. It's no problem. All right, hang on. He, if he has a cup of tea in his hand, I'll let him in. If he does not, he's going to have to stay where he is. One sec. <laughs> That's not a problem because we are hanging out with the Pridget West of uh, the New York Loose. And uh, now okay. we have... I'm sorry. I'm back. It's not a problem. Well, uh, the, the name Hold of that on, dog one more head. time because I know there's Stanley is, is in the room. Yeah, well, I've got three dogs here at the moment i've got i've got alfred who's my dog okay and then i've got frida who's also my dog and she's a romanian rescue dog and then i've got stanley who i'm house sitting for and then i also have my daughter bb who's here with me as well would you like to meet bb of course man bb make it on to the podcast we'd love to come see on b hello b yeah, it's Queen B. B-I-B-I. You know, my wife is uh hello how you doing oh that's the right t-shirt too as well I know. She's got her Bridget West t-shirt on. Oh, man, you are. Yeah, she's representing. Say hi to everybody. What's up, BB? How you doing? Nice hi. to have you. Nice to have you on the show. Do you play music yourself? Um, I used to do a bit of singing. Um, and last summer I tried to learn bass guitar, but because of school it kind of didn't really work out. Well, don't worry. We have the program for you. We have the System 12 guitar program that we'll put that we'll hype up in the commercial, but we'll get you uh, playing oh, yet. Yes. And then maybe maybe the next time uh, we'll have you on as a guest, Bibi, as well. Look, someone's saying they love your hair. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's rad. Yeah, so she, she just has this T-shirt on. I just wanted to mention that I have some of these T-shirts. If anybody wants one, just give me a message and uh, we'll figure out how to get you one. Um, because I just found them in my attic. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, B, do people call you B for short? Some of them. Okay. My, my, my wife is named Bianca, so she's B. And also around her family, she's Queen B. Are you Queen B as well? 
sometimes. You say I'm Queen B. Um, <laughs> no, she's BB. I actually, do you know what her her nickname is? Beetle. Speaking of the Beatles, ah, that's <laughs> where I call it came her Beetle. From. Awesome. Yeah, I call her Beetle. But yeah, it's BB. And well done to the chat people that are. Spelling her name correctly, so it's B I B I. Well B-I-B-I. done, guys. Exactly, <laughs> Bianca. When I call her B, it's B I always. Yeah. So there you go. Cool. Awesome. Nice to meet you, BB. Nice to meet you too. I'll see you again. <laughs> we'll see you again on in the trenches. I love it. Definitely. When you put your band together, you get your yeah. playing bass. Dude, she'd be perfect. Oh, that, you I know, know what? That She's... gives me per- that gives me hope in rock and roll. It gives me hope right? that there's a future. Well done. I know. The the young, the young. No, because she's um yeah, she's good. She's really really good, but she also does so many other things. She's an amazing um artist. She's like a fine artist. That's kind of her thing, but and um but she's very uh very musical, very much like her mummy. Is she is she separating uh did, did she did, does she have the some of the same influences as you do? Like as does she like Alice Cooper for instance? Oh my god, it's so weird. I didn't even know the other day we were driving, I was driving her to a, um, a friend's house and she's playing her, her podcast, you know, her, I'm um, sorry, her playlist. And it has Alice Cooper on it. It has Joan Jett on it. It was like so cute. And we're like singing in the, in the car. I'm like, babe, I didn't even know you liked this stuff. She, everything is very secret. You know, teenagers, they have, they leave, live a secret life. So who knew until the other day that she actually did. And her favorite Alice Cooper song is Poison. Of course, there you go. I always say so, yeah, to loves- any anyone that uh, you know has a kid that's into this classic rock, and especially into Alice Cooper. I say if you, if your kid's into Alice Cooper, as a direct result of really really great parenting or really really bad parenting. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. It could be Ooh. a combination of it, both. It and could I love be a combination. It. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Well, yeah. good, man. Um, well, we were talking about dogs. Now we're talking about your daughter and, and what it's like growing up. Look, you know what? This is like this is like coffee talk. Five, 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 four, 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 four. You remember that? We're talking about our dogs. That's right. We're talking that, about our daughters. That, folks, is right? the original coffee talk and SNL talk. A skit. It's a it's from an, it's from a, a yeah. SNL skit, and it That's was right. uh, so. Mike Be Myers. aware of imposters that try to come across as the new coffee talk. Because that old coffee talk, I remember. Coffee talk. I totally right? remember. It was all, <laughs> right? It was Barbara Streisand. Her nails were like butter. I'm just joking. Oh my my, God, my buddy so Stefan, funny. he has a, he has a podcast now called Coffee Talk. So there you go. Get out. I wonder where that name came from. I wonder coffee where the name of that. Talk. I think we figured out that, uh, that mystery. Oh my God, that's so funny. Another mystery solved. Well, yeah. really cool quickly because you just introduced yeah. us to your lovely daughter Bibi. Um uh-huh. it's hard enough to be a rock and roll I have a son as well by the way. I have a son who's not here. Okay. And and uh yeah, what's his in, name? He's in London. What's his name? His name's Jasper. Jasper. So Jasper and Bibi. It's hard enough to mm. be a rock and roll roller in the business parent wise. It's hard enough to be a female in the rock and roll business as we know. What the fuck is it like being a female mother in the rock and roll business? Is it, is it, do you find it very, very challenging or do you just make it work one way or another? Well, not only that, it's, um, in a foreign country, right? So I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't have any of my old friends around to kind of back me up. Right. So, um, 
it's really hard. I mean, I think it was almost it, 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 like when I make a well. First of all, I apologize to all my friend, fans for not making records as as often as I would like to. So I did 2010, the first Desperate Hope, well, Bridget West and the Desperate Hope were self-titled. Took me another four years to get New York with Love out, which was the second one. Um, and now it's taken me another, you know, four years to get something new out. So basically it's to, you know, I really take being a parent really seriously. I am, I love being a mother. It's It's been the most amazing adventure of my entire life. And I, it's to answer your question, it's virtually almost impossible. Right. Right. I can't really, you know, I, I tried to do a little bit of touring, but it was too difficult. And, um, you know, I made my kids my priority and, um, but I was lucky enough to be able to just at least do a couple of records, you know, that I'm proud of. So you've done a lot of records with, and the thing I want to get into is so many different genres. Cause that's what I wanted to, uh, I don't know if I said that, uh, enough in the intro is that it hasn't been just punk rock, heavy guitar influenced as is the New York loose with pop overtones mm. as well. But there's also an Americana vibe that you have, uh, taken under that genre of music. And now yeah. this newest sort of Bridget West music is perhaps even different from those genres as well. And it's all, what would mm. you say this uh, newer music that you're doing right now is a, uh, a combination of, is it everything that um, you? Yeah. I mean, are you talking about talk, uh, can you talk and uh, let's build a fire? Those the the songs? songs that you put out during the pandemic, you've released one, right? Can you talk to your fan? You know, yeah. that you've released out. What What is that sort of, um, where are those influences coming from? Is it just like any artist that you look up to, they can have a spectrum? Because I think the same, we're like the same in the sense that the artists that we grew up listening to had a spectrum. It wasn't just one single style. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't really know. And I don't really have a, um, thank you, uh, Kinga Ann Tabber for that. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I just, I just write songs. I've never really wanted to say, Oh, I am a, you know, a rock and roll rock chick and that's it. You know, I, I love um, music and I love the craft of songwriting. For me, it's all about the song. And then how you dress it up, I guess, is uh, is sort of, you know, who you're working with in the studio at the time and that kind of stuff. I wanted to do something optimistic. I think with, with Can You Talk, I wanted to, I kind of was, I was thinking a little bit like Nick Lowe, like Rock Pile, like that kind of thing, where it was like kind of Americana but, and a slightly more quirky kind of sense of humor way. Okay. So that's why, that's that's where I was sort of thinking with, with that song. I just but I love, I love, go ahead. I just heard Cruel to be Kind the other day, and I just realized what a frigging great song that was as right? well. I know. You know. And just the way it sounds. It's not even the song. It's just there's something about the way it sounds. Where it, it's not too heavy. There's something kind of subtle and sort of plodding around it. It's not obvious guitar riffs. It's nothing obvious about it. And I quite like that. I quite like the idea of that sort of subtle and just letting the song come through, you know. It's very, I guess it's very sort of pop, but, um, you know. Well, well, you know what? We're going to look forward to hearing from it and perhaps supporting it, which we're going to get into in just a little bit. Uh, Thanks. Uh, I mean, the rest of the record won't be 
like that. What I'm trying to do is I would love to do some kind of more stripped back stuff, like really stripped back and then some, some more sort of kind of more produced stuff. So, yeah. Are you recording anything in that studio that you're staying over at and yeah. taking care of the dogs? You're doing it right now. So you're working on it as we speak. Uh huh. Yeah. It's good. It's good to catch you in this creative process and this creative uh, mode as well. Uh, do you remember what was one of the first songs that you wrote and what age you were when you started writing songs? Because you've been doing it for a while. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> look, okay. That was really cute, that picture. Is oh that now who's, was, who's got the guitar and who's got the magic me. eight ball? Okay, that's you with the guitar. Me. Who's got the magic yeah. eight ball? My, my sister Elena has the magic eight ball and she's probably going. Will Will Bridget be a songwriter? <laughs> what now? Is it is it actually true? Jersey girl, six brothers and five sisters, so you're one of twelve. Yeah. Damn. Did you live in a shoe? I know. <laughs> I um, mean, what the hell? Yeah. And, and where where did where did you shit. sit in that? Were you right smack dab in the middle, or were you the youngest, oldest? Well. I am the I'm number eleven, and if you know anything about me, eleven is is my number. So I'm I'm kind of I'm not like a super duper numer- numerology freak or anything, but number eleven is a really magic number for me. So I am I'm number eleven. Eleven's a I'm great second number. To the youngest. You know, if if you stick just uh, the number eleven and you just put two other horizontal lines on it, it could be seventy seven as well. You know that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So 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 Roxy seventy seven is my number. Bridget West eleven is yours. Have you ever? Oh, we found another connection. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, no, there's a lot of connections I'm seeing. I mean, a obviously lot. New York to LA, then to Europe. Yeah. But you have some connections with um someone that we had on the podcast uh, um a couple months back, and you guys can always go check out any of these older episodes of In the Trenches. In fact, we hope that you do. We hope you hit that subscribe button that's right there on your uh, YouTube official channel. And um, but we had um, um, God, now I'm blanking, but no, um, come on, Vic. Now I'm going to say I made this big hype up, but you and um, who is it? Oh my God, damn it. No. You don't ever have one of those brain no. farts where you have I a know. brain fart. Um, and I'm thinking, and, them, and you're talking as you're yeah. thinking, and you're thinking, okay, well, who, and I know the chat will come and save me, but uh, she plays bass. And, Is it uh, Sean from White Zombie? No, 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 because I know you were in a band with Sean. And, uh, and Vic, my producer is not helping me by going in the private chat and telling me Susie Quattro we had on and Susie's from Detroit who actually lives in the UK. So there's a little little bit of a similarity right there. Thanks for saving me, Vic. Thanks a lot. There you go. Everybody in the chat's like, dude, duh, it was Susie Quattro, of course. But, um. (laughs) Now, have you ever have you ever met Susie out in the UK? Yeah, I have actually. Okay, great. Um, I met her at um, at a studio that is owned by Ray Davies, oh, wow. Crouch End. I don't know if it's still there, but yeah. So she was recording, and I was recording there, and it was so cool to meet her because actually, I, don't you remember her as Pinky Tuscadero from from Happy Days? Yes, I do. Of course, you know? I do. Uh, I, I like mean, Forty Eight Crash for me was the one that that kind of that for for whatever reason that song Forty Eight Crash was always the one that just sort of stuck out to me. But I, of course, yeah. you remember Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky or, Tuscadero. I mean, or was that leather? No, yeah, leather, was it, leather Tuscadero. It wasn't that Pinky. Was leather, leather Tuscadero. She, but then it, Pinky she, was her little sister that came. That you know, abs- a, absolutely opposite. Opposite. Pinky Tuscadero. What? Yep. Well, she was the older. 
Pinky Tuscadero, Pink, Pink, Pinky Tuscadero was older, and then uh, Susie was leather. She was the younger little cousin or sister or whatever it was, and no. and she was le- yeah I, yes she was leather. Are you sure? I am positive because she wore oh, the she leather, leather jumpsuit. Okay. She wore the leather jumpsuit. Oh. Okay, so she was leather Tuscadero. Okay, yeah. Anyway, whoever it was great. I mean, I was so little, you know, remembering the show. Is another like, another mystery solved. Fact. Another mystery solved. <laughs> but yeah, no, she was she was great. It was really good to meet her. And yeah, she's a real deal. You know, she was like the original rock chick. There she that. is. Oh, look at that hair. Oh, awesome. That's that's yeah, Vic just going into tes- old that's Vic going into old files of our of our podcast, that's which so cool. I'm really thankful for because he has all these photos stockpiled, but he was able to find that very, rather quickly. Well done, Vic. So it's like such like American nostalgia. <laughs> mm. Well, you the, the UK obviously holds something pretty uh special for you because that you said that the New York Loose, when when New York Loose went over to the UK and you did this tour in 95, 96. Now, was that the um, the lineup that eventually became the album lineup in LA or did that tour have something to yeah. do? Uh, how did this band get, you know, put this band together and how did that all happen to get that UK okay. tour? Okay, so... I always, I've always worked with Danny from day one, probably Danny Nordahl, from yeah. who's in Faster Pussycat now, of um, the early days in New York Loose. So he's always been my right-hand man. And even earlier me, days. Standing on my left. Even earlier even days, early Bridget, days. He, yeah. even before that, he was always in our nemesis band. The Electric Angels had a nemesis band. Was it the Throbs? It was the Throbs. It was always the throbs and the the throbs and electric angels were always going hand in hand because Tony Visconti produced electric angels. So then what did the throbs do? They got Bob Ezrin to produce their record. So it was always like this one upmanship, but I think we one upped him with Tony Visconti because he's great and stuff like that. Oh my God. So Danny Nordahl, great guy. Amazing guy. Great guy. Very tall, very tall bloke with glasses. <laughs> He's very tall. <laughs> he always made me look like a midget on stage. <laughs> so you had him, and then you also had, who else was in the band at that point when you went to the UK? At that point, actually, it was uh, Gary Sunshine from Circus of Power. He's another fantastic guitar player. Absolutely. And um, and John Melville was the original guitar uh, drummer from... Uh, New York Loose, who I'm still very close to. And when I went back to New York recently, um, he played drums in, in the, in the band. And that was, that was great. So hi, John, love John. Um, Yeah. uh, But then, then this is Pete Lloyd, who actually uh, was an English guy. And I think he somehow got into the band. And so he became, and then he came back uh, to uh, LA with us. So. Okay. So, so, so shortly after that UK tour, you you guys moved to LA and um, yeah, it was like they it, they were sort of like you know ooh the buzz is in LA you guys got to go to LA I'm like okay so I think um, I can't remember what labels kind of put us up you know when they used to do that kind of thing they put you up in the hotel and you'd yeah. be in the you know the riot house and going crazy for like two weeks <laughs> you know when they had money and they had <laughs> when money they had to money and everything was paid for and you're like okay this yeah. is fun and. Um, Little Richard would show up in the uh, in the uh, lobby all the time. Like all this wild stuff would happen, and um, yeah. So so that's when we did. Th- and then we just started kind of playing in L.A. We got a manager in L.A. and we actually started all our tours from L.A. at that point. And then we just went out. 
but was there something to do with Foundations Forum that you get? Did you guys get your deal from that uh, music thing, or was that just another sort of? That was event? just another thing we did. It was it's just a, sort of like on the schedule. Yeah, that, got, I haven't you, thought about that in a long time. You guys were like the. Mm. You definitely were the it band because I think you ticked all the boxes, right? You had this sort of punk rock vibe. You had um, a very cool attitude. It had New York. It had coast-to-coast appeal. And, uh, you know, as much as they say, oh, we don't need more, you know, Alanis Morissette, you know, bands on this. They were obviously, every label wanted to have their maybe we Alanis Morissette. We never were like Alanis Morissette. I mean... I don't no, no, think New York Blues was at all like at all, not at all like it. But they wanted their art. They wanted their their female fronted rock band. Don't you think? Yeah, they, yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Probably every yeah. every label was going. Well, where's our Alanis Morissette? If even if you know they can't have two of them on the same label, we yeah. want our you know one that we can put in the box and stuff like that. So, yeah. but um, I know that uh, Jerry Finn. Mix the record and oh, uh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah, oh. R.I.P. Jerry. What a I was... sweet, sweet man he was. And what an amazing, amazing engineer. Wow. Yeah. So lucky to work with him. Wow. Absolutely. And such a good vibe as well. There's another. Uh, such a good vibe. There's another coincidence we have. I mean, he, he worked with you on the entire album. I think he mixed the album yeah, as well. He mixed the album. Um, we were able to work with him as well. Um, I was, again, when I do these. Uh, scripts for the podcast I, I i really like to dig deep sometimes sometimes i go down the wrong rabbit hole but then i i saw you know i saw jerry's name and i was like oh let me go revisit jerry and see you know um just look at his body of work as well and, and he was he'd been working with so many of those big big bands you know from the beginning with green day and then Blink yeah too he kind of yeah. s- s- forged a sound absolutely um, and he did such a good job on year of the rat I mean, obviously, I was and still am a huge Green Day fan. For me, that was just like, I cannot believe that you were in the same room with Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and by the way, me and Billy Joe Armstrong have the same birthday. That's great. Well, and, and you have the same sort of uh, mutual friend in Jonathan Daniel, because Jonathan, while we were talking about you, you came up literally with Billy Joe in the same sentence. Get out. Yes, really? because he was talking How? about, well, he was talking about, um, he was talking about you and what a great lyricist he thinks you are and, and this, nice. this and that. And then he, then he eventually mentioned right in the next sentence that he's starting this tour, a stadium tour with, um, Basically, with Green Day, Weezer, and um, Fallout Boy, and it's a stadium yeah. tour that starts. It started on Saturday, so he said, "You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna email him a couple, you know, uh, a couple hours after the show and see how it went and stuff like that." But uh, oh my god, I'll tell wow! Him, I'll and tell where, are they gonna come to to Europe? No, it's it's a U.S. it's a U.S. Oh, stadium tour, and so he says, okay. "Look." If you start hearing, you know, any outbreaks coming from CNN on the CNN ticker, then you'll know how the tour is going, if it's going good yeah. or bad. So, yeah. you know, everybody's Gosh. everybody's dipping their toe back into touring. I mean, yeah. but we're getting a little bit apprehensive. We're I, Put it this way. People are excited. Alice Cooper is going out September, October with Ace Frehley. We're, we're really excited. But I'm telling people that I'm... I'll believe it when I'm on stage. I, I'm not mm. gonna. I'm not gonna overhype myself. I'm not gonna get too yeah. crazy. But yeah, I mean, you've lived in Europe now 
for a while. You've been through this. Yeah, uh, 21 years. What? 21 years. Wow. Okay. Okay. I that's know. almost, as, that's longer than in me in Sweden, but you know, you've dealt with the pandemic European style. So we know what happens. And, and, and unfortunately the, the, the model is basically, uh, six to eight weeks later, what happens in Europe usually tends to uh, happen in the States and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, how has it been for you in, during this pandemic? And, and in some ways I can imagine you, you know, being able to concentrate motherhood and music and having the time for both for a change, you know, um, do you think about going back out on tour in in the UK and and uh, doing shows and stuff? And how do you how does that make you feel? I would love to. Um, and now that my children are older, um, so Bibi's fifteen and my son is going to be eighteen in November. I feel like I've kind of done my time. <laughs> and and as far as just the full on dedication, they still need me, obviously, but in a, in a different way. Yeah. Um, so. I would like to, I would love to, I just have to see what happens, you know? I mean, I, it's, um, I'm sort of on my own here. Do you know what I mean? I'm sort of like, I don't have, I don't have a manager. I don't have anything at the moment, you know? So it's like, I'm, I'm just putting everything together and putting my team together and, and we'll see what happens. I, I mean, I'd love to, I love playing live. Absolutely love it. Right. Well, you know what? Things can happen rather quickly. As, they, as we've seen, I mean, yeah. everything that happened with New York Loose did come together when it did happen. It all came together like boom. Yeah. And then, then mm. you were, you know, everybody wanted a piece right there and then they wanted yeah. to sign it and then it was good. And and then things sort of, sort and of then it wasn't off. good. Yeah. Then it wasn't good. But then, you know what you regroup and like you say, you reteam and I love it. Um, I'm yeah. glad you're hanging out with us right now. We're going to go a little halfway break if that's cool. Okay. And and because BB inspired, because she's going to start playing bass, um, I want to put on the commercial Vic that we're going to have for System 12. And uh, anybody else that's aspiring out there to uh, pick up the guitar and learn guitar, whether it's myself or whether it's uh, our guest today, Bridget West, if you, she plays guitar as well. If you want to start playing guitar like us, it's not as hard as people think. Um, this is our halfway point. We have Bridget West on as our guest in the trenches. Vic, run that commercial, please, my friend. We'll come back with part two. Hello, folks. Ryan Roxy here. And thanks for watching and supporting all things we are doing over here at the RGA, otherwise known as the Roxy Guitar Army Headquarters. We'd like to invite you to start your own guitar journey with the most comprehensive and easy-to-learn course that's out there today, the System 12 Guitar Method. I've taken my 40-plus years of experience of playing guitar and combined it with some of the best tech and guitar life hacks to come up with a system that'll get you playing not just the guitar, but entire songs in a very short time. Check out the links provided and make sure to enjoy the lessons. And of course, enjoy the ride. Now, back to the show. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. We have not run that commercial in a while, Vic. And you know why? I just realized I have a major eyeliner uh, malfunction <laughs> in that in that video. I don't know. It's like we we filmed it somewhere last, you know, in probably in the middle of the pandemic or something like that. And I, I hadn't put eyeliner on in a few months, and I I completely <laughs> forgot you how need to, to do, do it. it. 
Yeah, you need to do like an eyeliner system where you learn how to put the eyeliner on. All right, I've got system 12, you got system eyeliner. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I've been wearing another. eyeliner for a very long time. I could definitely do. I used to do my eyeliner in taxi cabs. I'm liquid eyeliner. Can you imagine in a oh. New York cab? And I used to get an <laughs> even line. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah. going to sell. Now, I'm telling you. That's talent. All right. <laughs> um, hold on one second. Oh my God. Yeah, I'll have to system eyeliners coming out as we speak. We got we got top men guy working liner. on it. Top men, I th- honestly, as a, a guy liner, I'm a good. I, I could I, I I put on guy liner pretty well. I think I've got the. Uh, I have I haven't been wearing it on the podcast lately, but I've been doing shows all this uh, month. I've been doing this uh, weekend shows, you know, acoustic stuff. Just me and an acoustic yeah. guitar. Um, how do you feel about those types of shows? Have you, have you, you know, do you, have you ever done those shows where it's just you and acoustic guitar and you, you front a whole? I actually, well, speaking of lockdown, I, on my Facebook page, you can watch um, a couple of videos that I recorded, just me and the guitar. Just, I just, just decided to do the live kind of thing. I, I was like Paul Unger, actually. He just like, kicks my ass all the time. Thank you, Paul, for everything you do for me. I'm so so grateful that you encourage me and, and, and help me out so much. But um, so he's like, Bridget, you know, it's locked down. Everybody, come on, let, let's treat, uh, let's treat everybody to some, some just acoustic stuff. So yeah, I did pale blue, pale blue eyes by um, velvet underground. And I did a couple of my own songs. And so, yeah, you can see those on uh, my Facebook page. It's amazing that you met mentioned Paul Unger because Paul Unger, because hold on folks. We have a huge history, Paul Unger, and that it just sort of dovetails us right into Fan of the Week because we thought about it. Paul mm-hmm. helped out so much with this week's script. Uh, Paul Unger has been uh, he's been helping me out with my whether it's some of my uh, my solo stuff. We talked about this before the uh, before the podcast started, where we put out solo records, but we call it a band name in a sense. Be but everyone knows that uh, you're kind of it's kind of your baby and your kind of thing. Yeah. But you you want it under you want a band as well. You know, I, I always felt like Foo Fighters. Everybody knows it's Dave Grohl's band, but yeah. you know that you want a band name, and that's what I did with DPM. Perhaps that's what you had done with subsequent bands that you've done. Paul has been a very big supporter of that, Paul Unger. So much so that he helped out uh, not only with this week's um, script, and he's helped you out, he's helped me out. We thought we would make him the fan of the week. So congratulations, Paul Unger. You are the fa- the fan of the week, and even Stanley is it happy or is which is that, yeah is that- <laughs> yeah that's, that's Frida and Stanley. They're all clapping in their own way. Everyone's clapping for for Paul right there. Paul, and if yeah. you would like to become fan of the week, uh, all you have to do is stay tuned for uh, the ads that we put out and. Uh, what your task can be. Um, a lot of people helped out in the promotion of this uh, podcast today to promote the Bridget West episode. So thank you everyone that did that. Uh, Paul Unger, special thanks. You are a fan of the week and everyone else, you'll have your chance next week. What do you say? So and Paul, thank you so much again. <laughs> which leads us up into what you're doing now, the main event, um, this uh, news 
would you say solo project? Is this just truly your yeah. first solo project? And tell us about it. Well, I guess so. I mean, I guess it's because it's me. I'm kind of like not really, I don't have to compromise anything on this. I'm just doing what I want to do. Um, yeah. So it's just at, at the moment it's, it's in production. I'm still writing um, for it. I, I recorded three songs uh, that are finished and um, I could release as a single. I'm not sure I might, I might do that uh, release everything as a single. Nothing's on Spotify yet. Um, nothing's, nothing's done yet as far as that goes, but yeah, it's been, I've been going through a lot of stuff in, in my life lately that has been, um, hard, you know, life is hard sometimes, sometimes life is wonderful. And then you go through these things where it's hard. So I'm just trying to, you know, kind of write and reflect and write and reflect and write and reflect. And, um, I think I was really pleased that, uh, Jonathan Daniels, um, you know, said something about my lyric writing because I, I do try and make that a big, big part of what I do as far as the art form and what I'm trying to express as an artist. So it takes a while sometimes, you know, to kind of, it's sort of undulating beyond, beyond uh, below the surface and then it, and then it comes out in, um, in a song, but yeah, so it's going to be out. I don't, I'm not going to say what date, hopefully sometime um, by the end of the summer, hopefully. Do you plan it being an EP? Do you plan it being a full length, uh, LP? What do you plan on it? I'm planning it on being an EP. Cause I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, otherwise it's going to take too long and I've already started to promote it. So I'll just probably record a couple more songs and put it out. Do you feel that the, the song, can you talk will be, uh, one of them? That uh, is yes, out there. I do. Yeah? I do feel that way. Yes, okay. I feel it's going to be. And and that and that has <laughs> that song in particular has part of what you're dealing with, right? The the the, the yeah, sort of act of meeting somebody online or yeah, exactly. and how to communicate that's, with that person. Totally. Yes, I'm going to do a seven inch run. I'm going to do some some uh, some vinyl as well. Yes. Um, it's about it was it was actually about the pandemic. It was about nobody could see each other. And so a lot of sort of things started where you're kind of like texting everyone, you know, you're like, Oh, we're going to, but then I got like so fed up, like, let's just have a conversation. It was, it was kind of like, we live in this sort of text world where we don't, we, we kind of lost the art of sort of just picking up the phone and talking to people, you know? And so that's kind of what it's about. It's about sort of making an actual connection with somebody around lockdown, around that, how, I mean, it was pretty severe here, wasn't it, in, the, in Europe? Um, it was pretty intense. Not in Sweden. You'd be surprised. In Sweden, it was like a completely different model. I know the UK was- Really? Com- yeah, it was 180 oh, we degrees. And, and, it's, and oh, it still God. is right now, right? I mean, you're dealing with it even as we speak, right? The, the possible, you know, future lockdowns because of the Delta. Yes, always. Right? It's always, exactly. It's always sort of, sort of like, you know, threatening to come over the threshold of the doorstep again and so we're you know so yeah so it's sort of a, a song about a song about connection a song about trying to to reach out when you are so isolated okay okay and um the way that people can help get this album out quicker sooner and they can get a maybe even an advanced copy i'm not sure everything that you're offering but uh you have set up a gofundme page right and, I have, yes. And if we have that link, Vic, if we can put up any of those links right now and you want to talk to Bridget about it, um, you're 
you're pretty active up on uh, on social media. So, uh, are these the best ways to get in touch with it? Uh, yeah, they are. Or, or, or just talk to Stanley to or one of your dogs, and they'll. Oh, they'll sorry, they'll, hold they'll on. Like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Does anybody speak uh, canine? If anybody speaks canine out there, we'll we'll, we'll have a translator. But he's <laughs> sorry about that, guys. I I am a yeah. Sorry, I'm always I, around animals. It's like you know, just well, part of the way it is. I think they're they're um, telling yes. you to buy to, to go to your fund GoFundMe. Yeah. They're, they're just saying exactly. you know go to my fun, GoFundMe. Let's put up those links one more time, and you can uh, yeah. tell everybody that's listening on the audio broadcast how to get in touch with you and find. Yeah, you. so at Bridget West Music on Instagram. At- Bridget West Music on Facebook, and there's a GoFundMe Bridget West New Music. Um, yeah, so I'd really appreciate it. You know, um, it's it's an expensive hobby, and um, yeah, it'd be <laughs> it'd be great to uh, to get some support on that. So thanks, guys. There you go. Well, obviously, from supporting her solo stuff, um, you never want the truth to get in the way of a good story. And we we get this segment, by the way, uh, from Alice Cooper, who is uh, one of your uh, earlier influences, obviously. Absolutely. Um, he would like to say, never get the, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. So we have a few things. Um, we already went through the Madonna connection, and that was a fact, no doubt about it. You do have one. Uh, we already <laughs> talked about uh, myself playing on your earlier demos back yes. in the old school New York days. So that, Bridget, was a fact. That's a fact. Uh, and uh, we also talked, we met your daughter as this well. Is, who, this is, uh, just yeah. just by. <laughs> yeah, this, that was actually a, a fanzine. I had a fanzine called Chow Manhattan. And we, it was sort of a, a, to update all the fans when we left New York. Um, and, you know, so we, we would send that out by the, you know, by the post. I mean, and, and just sort of keep everybody updated. And, and Paul, Paul Lunger helped with that. And look, Alice Cooper. It's yeah, go Alice back Cooper in that thing, yeah. There. We got to yeah. do a show with Alice Cooper. I remember we that. We got to do a show with Alice Cooper, which was so incredible for me. It was just like a dream. Well, you know what? Did uh, Bridget West ever have a fanzine? <laughs> Obviously, that was fact. And Vic just we, fact. we just figured it out. I don't know yeah. why it came up as a fact. It wasn't even on my script as one, but it's a fact. <laughs> Bridget a fact. West did have one. It's, it's called Chow Manhattan after the film um, about Edie Cedric um, by Andy Warhol. I love it. Yeah. Edie Cedric, the one, the, 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 the song made famous by the cult, Edie. Edie. Correct. It's about her. Am I mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah, you're, okay. you are correct. You're correct. <sighs> yes. Okay, here's... Another New York female icon. Here's one I want to talk about because I, 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 I don't have it anywhere. I have two more, two uh, Never Let the Truth Get in the Way of a Good Story. Okay. Um, and I need your opinion. I need your honest, honest opinion. All right. Was I... Almost in New York Loose. Yes. Yes, it's a fact. It is a fact. <laughs> and I have brought up this story before. It is a fact. I so uh, wish I could turn back time. <laughs> but you know, in 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 retrospect and being Monday morning quarterback and looking back, I mean, I was very lucky to to jump on the Alice Cooper um bus, literally the Alice Cooper bus, yeah. uh in the Alice Cooper train. For that one year tour that I was offered, um, it wasn't everybody in your camp that thought that that was a good idea for me to be in the Alice Cooper band, which which I'm 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 thankful in a way that I stuck to my guns and said, look, I think you know, yeah, well, I'm going to play with Alice. It's going to happen. Um, 
But you had an you had a certain A and R guy that was saying that was this is not a good career move. This is a total you know, bad career move. For I don't you, remember that. I mean, I'm really sorry. I don't even. You were distanced it, from it. Why would you? You weren't part of it. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I, and I don't even know what happened there. I, I really don't. But no, I was just, anyway, it was, just like, it was just one of those things where someone says, "You know what? You're making a career decision." And I said, I, "Well, you know what? I love Bridget. I love Alice." I think he's going to tour more than one year, and I and, and that's that that's where I'm going. Yeah, and um, that's fine, no problem. But I'm glad we like always because I do cite this story every once in a while. I, I and I never say the the name of the band. I just say it was a it was a prominent band. It was it was a band that had a huge record deal, and yeah. I had to make a choice at that point. And I wow, uh, for, can you for, imagine though? We would have anyway. You, you know what? It's never too late. <laughs> Never too late to jam it's again. Never too late. Never to too late again. to jam again. And honestly, I'm putting myself out there right now. I would love to play. If you if you've got a, any sort of guitar work that you yes. would like me to sort of maybe do a little solo here and there, Definitely. I play. I sing a little. I, I dance a little. I play a little solo guitar. I would love to be part of the new Bridget West solo record. Oh my record god, as that's well. amazing. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you I'm got me on tape on that. saying that. Right now, I know. I got proof. I got proof. <laughs> well, speaking of jumping on the Alice Cooper tour bus, uh, this is one story that the fact or fiction never let the uh, truth get in the way of a good story. I would okay. like to talk about the infamous uh, New York loose tour bus fire. Is that fact oh, or fiction? Is that fact that or is, fiction? That is a fact. Another fact, Vic. Another fact. That is a fact. Act. Please break it down to what happened. What tour were you on? Oh, what the God. hell was happening? And how did that this all go? Did your tour bus burn down, or what? Been burnt down to so, the wheels. I mean, it was a, yeah. It was sort of like a like a like a skeleton um, metal skeleton on wheels of a bus. Holy shit! Um, it was awful. I mean, so I don't know how many people out there have been on a tour bus, but imagine. Um, being in a very, very small space. I mean, they're very small. It's like, you know, there's like a, like a corridor and then you have the bunks on either side and then you have like a little room in the back. I mean, that's what we had anyway. It was a very, very old bus. Um, and we took turns because we always had to have a hotel room to um, shower and all that kind of stuff. So, you know- A day room, yeah. yeah. A day room, exactly. So we took turns sleeping in the day room. I thank God it was my night to sleep in the hotel room. However, I woke up uh, about three in the morning to the sound of my um, my uh, tour manager called Aaron Dilks. Um, I don't know if you've ever come across him. Unfortunately, he's he's not with us anymore. Amazing, Sorry. worked with Manson for a long time. And anyway, so he um, knocked on the door and said, "Bridget, we have a big problem. The bus the bus is on fire." And <laughs> The I was bus. like, oh my the God. Bus. The bus is on fire. The roof. It's, it was the like bus. the roof. It was like on fire, the whole thing. Anyway, so I go out and I I see the bus in flames, you know, kind of smoke and fire coming out of the windows. And I'm sorry to say this, guys, but my cool, my sort of very tough rock and roll guitar band, pretty much in tears. Because it was so traumatic. I mean, they had to, they actually had to skate out of the windows. They had to smash windows with the guitars to get them out. And then they smash the windows. And you know what happens when, you know, fire hits air? It was like, Holy shit. 
Yeah, we all watched Backdraft. Or yeah, it's like I was back. Said we watched Backdraft. It was horrible. And one of them never came out again on the road with us. Our, our lovely um, roadie, he was called Bull. He would not come out again. He was so freaked out. Um, yeah, everything burnt down. Everything burnt. All of our equipment, all of my T-shirts, all of my clothes, everything gone. So we show up at the, we were on tour with Marilyn Manson at the time. So it was Marilyn and, Manson and... Uh... And us. Oh, crap. That's a great picture of the two of you, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the tour. So we, um, it was for the Antichrist Superstar Tour. And yeah, so we, we should, I had nothing to wear that night. I had to kind of raid (laughs) Marilyn Manson's wardrobe. And he was like, he was like putting stuff on me. I'm like, okay, great. You know, it was absolutely like we were, we all smelled like smoke. Nobody wanted to be near us. We all smelled like like a fire. BB. Please deal with the dogs. I'm sorry about that. I don't wish worry we could have about it. It's, it's, you know what? The, um, you know what? We know we, there's no editing. This is that, that's know, actually the like beauty of it. Guys, that's the life. beauty of it. And we love yes. to see BB walking back and forth, <laughs> taking care of the dogs. This is real yes. life rock and roll, and we're hearing about it's, this fiction or fact, not fiction of 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 the uh, of, of the, the New York bus yeah. fire. Now did, it was horrible. Did they ever? find the cause of it are you sure slash yeah. slash was not on the bus or just just slash i want to okay <laughs> in fact i mean i i used to kind of like joke about it and say that manson you know got got some petrol and kind of you know like doused the bus and lit mm-hmm. it on fire but he didn't do that what happened is um there it was very cold and there was a, a space heater and we had this really really not very bright um bus driver who decided that he was going to plug this thing into a, um, one of those, um, what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, electrical uh, strip. Oh, so a le- strip. Yeah, a strip. Exactly. Instead of into the mains. And it started a fire. And it was an electrical fire. And that's what happened. And Damn. Yeah, it was really traumatic. I mean, things were just never the same after that. <laughs> hey, um, what's happening, Stanley? It's all right. There you Stanley, go. Sorry. Uh, no, it's no, it's no problem. We'll get we'll get them all airtime now because we already got BB <laughs> on the on the podcast. We might as well get Stanley. Which one was that? Is that Ariel? Or- That's it's Stanley, and we've got Alfred, and we've got uh, Frida. But yeah, they're okay. they're making a lot of noise. And I'm just saying Ariel for no reason. <laughs> Ariel. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, so that's yeah, I, it was, and thank God everybody lived. There was no, but you know, they had to jump out the window, and you know, like on a tour bus, that the windows are not like low down to the ground. It's no, like no, a no. what a. 15 foot drop maybe no doubt right yeah. something like that yeah yeah, yeah. It will depending so on to- what bunk you're at and and it and and obviously the windows are the, the higher bunks so yeah you got at least a 10 foot drop i mean for for at danny least. nordahl who's so tall he probably just stepped out <laughs> he just probably just stepped out <laughs> It was like a giraffe. Just put one leg out. Yeah. Uh, Vic, do you have Um, a picture of a giraffe or Danny Nordahl? Either one would work. It would be fine. Same thing. (laughs) That's not. That's that's... me and Didi Ramon, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, That's me and Didi when I was uh, very young. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go back to that picture, please. Yeah, that's me and Didi Ramon. He was in his his Didi King phase then. You can see he has the mullet and stuff. And that's me, very young. I was working at um, a gallery called The Psychedelic Solution. 
in it. New York. And the gentleman, yeah. and you go back to that picture right there, and the gentleman to the right is up to no good. He's up to He's no, no damn to no, good. That guy was up to no good. He was always tripping, always tripping. I mean, look at that. I mean, Vic, can you, right? cl- can you close up on that picture? Because he's That's up to dark. no damn good. Good. That's-, That's New York dark, right? You had those guys around. They were like always on drugs, massive amounts of drugs. Yeah. And they were like up to no good. No damn good. That's the <laughs> no New York dark. Good. Well, the band could have been New York, New York dark. New York dark. That's pretty good. The too. New York dark. The New York dark. Well, the New York <laughs> loose. That's fine too as well. I love it. I love the mm. name. Um, one Thank last you. Fact or fiction, never oh, let God. the truth get in the okay. way of a good story. Well, it's not my question. It wasn't in the script, but I got a private message from our producer. So if you love the question, folks, this is all Vic. If you don't like the question, don't blame me. But Bridget, were you ever known mm-hmm. as a vampire girl? Mm-hmm. Fact. Another fact. That's a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Yes. I had it. Me and uh, Sean Yassault had a, had it from White Zombie had a band called The Famous Monsters. And our first, oh, that's us hanging out in Paris. Love that. Um, and our first, uh, um, our first EP, no, it was a, first, a seven inch, a seven inch single that we did for Estrus Records, was which, um, yeah, there nine, we are. 1994, right? Um, well, our first Around one there? was even earlier because we did a seven inch single on Estrus Records, which is a, I don't know if you're familiar with like Man or Astro Man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So that, that guy in the middle is Bob Burt from Sonic Youth. Hey, Bob, if you're listening. <laughs> so yeah, so that's me as a vampire girl. And that's Bob Burt from Sonic Youth as Frankie Stein. And then Devil Doll was, was uh, Sean. And it was Sean. just a, almost like a, an instrumental surf band. And then we made this one. See, so when I say you cross lady. all, when I say you cross all genres, <laughs> when you just said experimental surf band, because I was like, I, I, I knew punk rock, I knew guitar driven, <laughs> straight ahead pop, I knew, yeah. uh, you know, the Americana vibe as well. I had never heard of experimental uh, surf rock. Yeah, it was, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. That was a really fun. We did that record in um, in New Orleans. Actually, we we recorded that in New Orleans, and I that's where I met. Um, John from uh, Wilco and I met Sat- Pat Sansone from from Wilco and became an absolute Wilco fanatic after that. So yeah, I love I love the band Wilco. There's certain songs that you can listen to Wilco and you can just become an instant fan with it. I think um, yeah, it's a fucking night in Tokyo. Um, it's just it's just like you you sometimes they'll come on a playlist that I'll put on. And I'll just be listening, dozing off in, in the bus or whatever. And I'll put out a song that I like, and then, uh, then just go on the radio and then I'll, you know, more songs will come on, more songs will come on in that sort of genre. But when a Wilco song comes on, I kind of like go, who is that? Right. Yeah. Right. It makes- it's like when a Wilco song comes on, it's like, there's something really special going on. I know. I don't know how they manage it. I think it's absolutely incredible. Did your relationship with Wilco did that uh, shift you a little bit in the in the Americana vibe yeah, with Sandusky was, and because because you're already writing, in New Orleans, right? Yeah, um, I was writing. The, I wrote most of Sandusky this this record, the Americana Dream, in New Orleans. Um, and is that you as well? I no, no, it isn't. It's just a random photo. I just thought it was really cute. Wait, you had six um, you had six brothers and five sisters to choose from with yeah. childhood photos and you picked some random kid. I know. Right. But it was so cute. I had to. I was just I don't even know where I found it. <laughs> but um 
Yeah, um, I've always loved country music. In fact, I think you can probably, if you really listen hard to You're the Rat, you can hear my country. And something like Broken is just basically a, a really, it's a hyped up country song, isn't it? So yeah, I've always, I love that kind of, just the craft of it. Do you know what I mean? I, I and I, but I've always loved sort of, you know, heart, you know, metal and, 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 and Alice Cooper was a big fan of mine. Do you, I have a question for you. Do you know that song, um, Spit? When I say, um, it made me feel so dirty, it made me feel so clean. Do you know I say the word clean exactly like he says clean in No More Mr. Nice Guy? Wow. You went to, you you studied the way his, his diction yeah. of clean. Yes. And went, yes. What line is it so, in that Nice Guy? So, it, um, no more Mr. Clean when he says no, no more, more Mr. Clean, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So when I sing my song and I, I say, um, it made me feel so dirty. It made me feel so clean. clean. There it is. That's there a fact. That's another fact. <laughs> we, just made, we just made that one up. That's fine though. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but there's a lot, there's a lot of that in my lyrics and I'm, I'm always waiting for the fan that can kind of start to put it all together. Because put the I have, dots together. Put the dots together. I have a, every, pretty much That's every enough. song I write, there's something about another song. Oh yeah. Right. I, I love about, doing that with lyrics as, 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 right? as well, because yeah, I mean, the amount, obviously, you know, perhaps for you, the the MC5, Iggy, Alice, those those influences, for me, it's the same with Cheap Trick. So I, I do have Cheap oh, Trick yeah. references all yes. around. Uh, but I've also put in sometimes bands... You know, obviously bands that have influenced me and are great bands, but I'll I'll put in a whole entire melody line or a uh, um, some sort of the way you say it, the way the, uh, the, the original band somebody says something, says yeah. something like the Police. I have a song on on the first solo record that I put out that has a major like I just cop the police right off the bat yeah. or yeah. or the cars or something like that. You oh, know, yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. all I've got tonight or whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah the, when you say that, if you're doing that with your lyrics, I, it's, it's not at all. Cause there's a difference between plagiarism and, and ripping something off or just paying homage to and just yeah, saying, always, do you yeah. get it? Do you get that yeah, we're saying Does anybody this? understand that? And no one's ever taken me up on I think the only person was Renfield. Do you remember Renfield? Well, obviously, Brian Nelson. And he ran Brian your... Brian Nelson, yeah. rest in peace. He, rest in peace, Amazing babe. guy that... Uh, he was actually the one that uh, really, really championed me for the Alice Cooper gig as well. He was always very supportive. He's, and yeah. I know that he ran your... Uh, he ran your... New York fan, Blues club. fan club for for a mm-hmm. long time, right? He so, did, yeah. So, what did he challenge you on, Brian? No, but he didn't challenge me. But he 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 got Called that I out. said that that clean thing. You know, when I said when I put the <sighs> maybe feel he he was like that's that's like the way Alice says clean and Miss, no more Mister Nice Guy. And I was like, would you like to run my fan club? <laughs> 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 I was like, you really get it. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> So you're so, yeah, saying so, that there's more Easter eggs to be found for, for there's fans. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. Yes, there yeah. are Easter eggs, fans. If you want to um, really listen to other things that um, are... Uh, sorry, we're having a dog fight here. That's uh, totally Phoebe. cool. Betting starts right now, everybody yeah, in the, the chat. Starts. You can do we got the Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> we got the Labrador. 
they're dancing. Like, they're, I yeah. think they're dancing. But they're making a lot of noise with their nails. Okay. So yeah. So and there's BB in the background. Yeah, BB needs to be that. in a band like yesterday. She already has to have a band together. And and I'm telling you, <laughs> she's already she's already charting. She's already on the trending on YouTube or whatever it is. Whatever the kids do. <laughs> do you even trend on YouTube? Is that even possible? We'd like to trend on YouTube. In fact, if you're watching us on YouTube right now and watching this live dog fight, please hit that subscribe button. Because <laughs> we are hanging so out with sorry. Bridget West. So it's not unprofessional. This is a dog oh show. God. It's become dog show, rock show. Big dog show, if you will. I love it. <laughs> Right. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Good. We've separated them now. All right. Wow. And blue. that was big. That was big. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, guys. I hope everybody likes dogs out there. Well, you know what? They do, and they've loved having you. In fact, dog live stream. Dog live stream. That's exactly yeah. right. Well, folks, if you if you love dogs and you love this amazingly cute puppy love, you're going to love our next week's guest because on next week's In the Trenches, we will have the puppy dog of rock and roll we like to consider, Carrie Kelly. Uh, oh, there you go. Carrie Kelly will wow. be our guest next week. So I'm sure we'll be talking more Alice Cooper. I'm sure we'll be talking uh, much more Night Ranger. So many bands that Carrie has been in. And yeah, again, cool. I, it's quite cool being able to have um, a lot of people that uh, we've sort of played with throughout the years come on to the podcast and be able to find out a little bit more about them. You know? Great. It's been great. <sighs> well, before we leave and before we yeah, wrap things up, I, I want mm. people to, uh, and, and you know, what's funny is that the minute that we sort of, sort of wrap things up, your internet just became high def and like Vic is like, really? Our producer's like going, you're, you're, I know I'm not, now I'm no longer in the seventies porno movie. No, you're no I'm longer actually, penthouse diffused lens, I'm, I'm, you yeah. know, <laughs> but although <laughs> Hold on there, Vic. There Hold that's on. That's a bit of a penthouse. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Hey, that, where did you get that photo? Because that's without the the text on top of it. Uh, wow, that's like the original photo. My I, God, Vic, you're good. You're really good. Well, Look, Vic I even is have good. Vic is good, but guess what? Paul Unger is is very good as well. Oh, and there was SNL, there it is, Quaffy Dog with Madonna five, 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 in the four. center. Do you see Madonna's, that? Madonna's, yeah, yeah. It, it all wraps together. It all it is one. It's all big coming thing. together. Well, if people do want to sort of uh, find out more and more and more about Bridget West and support the upcoming EP, uh, the best way to do that is at. Bridget West yeah, Music. At Bridget Instagram. West Music, oh. Instagram. Yeah. And um, at Bridget West Music on Facebook. And um, GoFundMe, Bridget West New Music. Yeah. And if you're listening, it's I spell my name in a really weird way. So I spell it B R I J I double T E. Yeah, I've had so. that problem all week trying to Google your name and going it every single time. It's like, I but, know. But, but then again, did that name happen naturally or did you do a little bit of a hollywood rock and roll i did a little uh, hollywood spelling. rock and roll treatment okay. yeah i did a hollywood rock and roll treatment. So, so the real name when did when did you change it at what at what time at what year did well, you change the spelling uh, I, I i don't know i mean i thought I've, i think i've always um uh spelled it like that but people have misspelled it 
Well, okay. I was Ryan Roxy, R-O-X-Y, at seventh grade. But I moved down to Los Angeles, and I quickly saw that there was a club called R-O-X-Y. And I'm not going to be the name of a nightclub. I changed it to R-O-X-I-E. Because it's very oh. it's very Los Angeles to go I-E instead of it. So when yeah. did B-R-I-J-I-T-T-E become your name? Was it early or was is that your born name? Yeah, it, well, it's not exactly my born name, but I think what I wanted, I, as I, I quite like the idea of the trinity of the three dots. Again, it's a numerology thing. Trinity, but is there an 11 somewhere? Maybe the double T's if you take away the horizontals? Yes, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> There's an 11, 11, because you got a J, an I, and a T, and a T. 11, and 11, Heaven's Gate. And it's an 11, yes, isn't, that, yeah, isn't that Heaven's Gate's number? Not, yeah. not, not, not the cult, folks. Not that we're not no. telling you to go into a cult. <laughs> but eleven, eleven is yeah. like a, is supposed to be heaven's gate numbers. Because there was a time, Bridget, when I would look at my at uh, my 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 watch or whatever. I guess back in those days, before everybody had iPhones, um, I would look and it would always be eleven, eleven. Was mm-hmm. that telling me something? Yeah. What was it telling me? That means that you have well. I, I've always had that as well. Like the number 11 has followed me around my whole life. And I, and it, it is a message. I mean, I don't, I'm not like completely whack and totally one of these weird spiritual people, but I do kind of feel there is something around the, the uh, number 11, especially if it's 11, 11. And supposedly um, it's sort of, you're kind of in, in kind of sync with the universe. So, really? you know, whatever you're doing then or whatever you're feeling then, you're sort of in sync with the universe. And that's and that's good. You know, it's just a really good sign. I hope I'm in sync with the universe now because I was been looking at my watch lately and it just says 9-11. That's not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. Sense. Ouch. All right. Well, Ouch. I got to get back yeah. into the 11-11. Yeah. And, and Once no one's you start gonna... thinking about it, you will. But I'm, I'm sure there are many people out there that have this number. In fact, Michael Alago. I don't know if you know who Michael Alago is. Yeah. Yeah. A record so, company guy as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he actually put something on the Facebook and he was like, I don't know what it is, but every time I'm looking at the, the clock, it's 11-11. I'm like, Michael, this is a thing. It happens. It does. It's it, it happens. It means to you, it's a good sync. All right, I want to get it's back really to eleven good. eleven. It's and, really and good. No one's gonna think that you know you're not a crazy cat lady. You're a sophisticated dog lady. That's what it is. I I love cats intuitive. Too, and I, well, I loved cats too. We we we, we have I a love bunch cats. of cats. Look, there's a kitty cat in that picture. <laughs> That's why Vic he's on the up. craps table. I love it. Yeah. Where where did you go where you had an actual craps table just to take a photo of? Because it's not a, at a casino. Was it some no, rich oligarch's house or whose was that? It was in it was at a at um at a, a producer's house in LA and he had a whole bunch of pinball machines and he had a craps table and he had like a secret door and it was crazy and I can't remember his name. Yeah, it wasn't Mike it wasn't Jerry Finn because I actually went up to Jerry's Finn. He had a hot tub. And I don't want to tell you about that. So that's for a whole nother episode of In yeah. the Trenches. Yeah, hot tub stories are usually <laughs> go one way. Um, but no, um, it was a um, guy that did, uh, God, what did he do? I don't know. I can't remember now. One of these like hair band. See, you're, you're having the same nice. moment that I had uh, trying to remember Susie Quattro. That's what you're doing right now. See, I'm you're, having that you're moment. Trying, he, he, what he what album was it? Rob's album. The Throbs? No, he didn't. Well, he didn't. He didn't produce our album, but he produced many of the hair bands. I think he like produced like Winger and all these, you know, hair band 
I know who it is. I you know, know who it is. Yes, it's on the What's tip of name? my tongue. Well, our chat will help us out with that. Who produced um, all... Uh, um, God, I, I, I know Big, exactly... All who, the hair bands, right? Yes, I think, did yes. he do... Right? Rat. That guy. I think he did rat. Rat. He did rat. Yeah, that guy. okay. I it know it's coming up house. one second. Um, let me see. Yeah. Let me he see. was weird, that guy. <laughs> warrant. Yes, he did Warrant. Yes, he did. I think he did do Warrant. Bo Hill. No. It wasn't no, Bo, Hill, Bo Hill, but that was the guy, no. though. That's the guy as I was no, thinking. No, but it wasn't him. It was someone else. Who who I put? Don't know. You know what? Of course, it was Scotty Hagen that put out Bo Hill because Scotty Hagen uh, runs a record uh, label, Bellyache Records, as Tommy would like to refer to as Bellachi Records. But Bellyache <laughs> Records, he knows all those producers. So yeah, I thought it was Bo Hill too. That's what I thought. But no, uh, not Bo Hill. Okay, no, it wasn't. Maybe it was the other um, guy. Anyway. Yeah, but you know what? Guy. This podcast is not about him. This <laughs> no, podcast not. is not about Who his. Cares? But he had a crab stable. <laughs> he had a crab stable yes, with a black yes, cat. Yes, yes, Daniel Granzini. That's it. It's Rick Browdy. Oh my God, that was Rick Browdy. He yes. produced Poison. Po- okay, Poison. There Same thing, is. right? Warrant, Poison, <laughs> Winger. I mean, you know. <laughs> There's our soundbite. We got it. Bridget West going off. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fiction. I love oh it. my god! <laughs> it, it, it might have taken an hour and twenty, but we got our soundbite there. That's okay. You're, so, no. how does it feel to be in a huge, uh, like, Twitter war with Rick Browdy now? Is is, is there things? Going- oh God, am I? Is that is that just what happened? Well, oh my it's you god. and I'm the sorry, entire Rick. mostly hair metal. You and hair metal are just like warring at each other. I guess. Oh, are we? Are we? I, I don't know. I won't pay attention. I won't even look. Um, I love hair metal. Uh, no, it was really good hair metal. Um, the hair was really good. <laughs> the hair was good. <laughs> so, Which is ironic because Rick Browdy does not have any. There, no, in a good way. I mean, he's he went bald early, so it's fine because you know we're all we're all going there. It's not. He folks. was living vicariously through the hair bands, That's but he was. was so great. He was such a nice host. Oh my god, we had such a good time at his his party Dude, a, but then we realized black cat and a and, and a in a uh and a crap table. table and like i'm i love pinball that's the other thing a massive pinball fan and uh he had tons of like old really cool vintage pinball machines he had definitely had the kiss one and he had the adams family one but then it was sort of like there was all these women around and you're like who i don't really know any of these women and it was like bridget so like like any of the girls that are over there and like have a short skirt, they're all hookers. So that's that, you know, yeah. I'm so it was so shocked. weird. A rock Back and roll then, record like, producer bringing hookers to I'm a thinking, studio I'm, and, and I'm house? Like sitting there like drinking a drink, talking to somebody. I'm like, Oh, hi. And they're like, yeah, that, well, that was like a hooker. I'm like, really? Anyway, I was quite innocent then. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You've always been innocent. <laughs> like I said, I know. I was always in like this dirty world and being so innocent. But Rick Browdy, yeah, he he was a great host. Much love. The boys, there it is. Now I mean. you guys made up. See, see, I love. We, we started a controversy. We, we <laughs> you guys had a conflict, and then you worked it out. And, and Rick he wasn't even here for he any of it. Rick is like, oh, Rick Browdy. What did I do? <laughs> I know. No, he he was a great host. He, he a did great house, great party, and he was he was brilliant. Well, Rick Browdy has commandeered and taken over this podcast. But you know what? Maybe he'll be our next guest after Carrie Kelly. Why not? Carrie Kelly will be next week. And I'm sure Carrie will have plenty of Rick Browdy stories to talk about. I love it. (laughs) How does Vic get all these rare pictures? Well, this week we have to thank our fan of the week, 
Paul Unger, because he sent a lot of those photos in. We really do want to thank again. There he is. Paul. He's uh, and his blue lips. We had a we had a Rocky Horror sort of ish T shirt, a New York Blues T shirt. We did blue lips instead of uh, red lips. And okay, so he's wearing one of your shirts. Let me see it. Yeah. Go back to that picture, Vic, yeah, if you yeah. can. Can you go so, back to that picture? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, so that's a you see it's the Rocky Horror mouth in blue, and then we had New York Loose written in the blood, like the Rocky Horror picture show. I love it. It was sort of yeah, that's yeah. a cool shirt. And if you can see on the right, go back to the picture, please, Vic. If you can see on the on on the right, um I'm wearing That's a scarf, um, but no, uh, his his shirt that he has on, that was my first, uh, the only Dad's Porno Mag promo shirt that we ever put out. Um, we called ourselves, and I just took a picture of a random, like you took a picture of the child for your Sandusky album. Uh, yeah. I, I took a picture of a random motocross rider because I thought it was really cool. And I it's put very cool. Dad's Porno Mag, America's Band. So there you go. And we made it I on Ringer it. t-shirts. It was back in 90. I love Ringers. Remember, Remember Ringers? It was like such an old, yeah. better times, huh? Better times. Better times. There was Ringer t-shirts. It was better times. I love it. Oh, that's me and my Spider-Man t-shirt. Wow. Do you still got that shirt? No, I wish I did. I really wish I you, did. You could, but I, I, you could take your whole wardrobe and sort of donate it to, to, to your daughter, Bibi, and she would like have the coolest friggin'. I, it's, it's. It is done. It has been done. Yeah. You know what's funny yeah, is it's, it's done on my side too. I have a 15 year old. I, I, we're again, the coincidences just keep coming, uh, Bridget, because I have a 15 year old daughter who just turned 16, and uh, I have a 18 year old son who's going to turn 19. So I have. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. We're, so, it's the same. Yeah, it is. And, and it, it's uh, Lennon and Natasha Grace. Natasha Grace is, nice. um, but, but she. Natasha Grace borrows a lot of my clothes. And she always goes, she goes, Papa, can I, can I borrow a shirt from you? And I, I go, oh, okay. Which, and guess what one of her favorite shirts is? And I swear to God, this what? is the real thing. It's a D-Generation, uh, original D-Generation, uh, black on black logoed shirt that uh, we got when uh, I was touring with Gilby Clark and D-Generation was our sport act. Still oh same God. same shirt. There you go. Can you say hi to Gilby from me? Of course. Say hi to him. He might be watching right now. Gilby Clark has been on the show. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Gilby um, was such a nice guy. I mean, always such a nice guy. I just thought of him and thought, my God, what a wonderful human he is. So hi, Gilby. It's nice to see see you again. There you go. Gilby Clark. uh, Big shout out from Bridget West. And you can, anybody that's watching can watch uh, our episode that we have on Into Trenches with Gilby Clark. And here's another little fun fact, Bridget. Guess who produced uh, one of Gilby Clark's albums? Julian Raymond? Rick Browdy. Rick Browdy. Rick Browdy. Oh I thought we could go a whole. I thought we could go That's a, a whole, whole episode without mentioning Julian Raymond's name, but he was the one that said he was the one that said he was the one that said you said that to you. That made you're making a career decision. You know, yeah, yeah. So now, wow. so now I'm in the now I'm in the Twitter war with Julian, even though we're both huge Cheap Trick fans. We love, yeah. love cheap. I mean, he's a huge cheap trick fan. Everyone knows that I'm a huge cheap trick fan. You're a cheap trick yeah. fan. Who's not? Oh God, yeah. I mean, I used to roller skate to, you know, you. I want you to want me. You know, as a teenager, <laughs> all around the roller rink. And we're not so talking. Fun. We're not talking rollerblades, folks. New schoolers. We're talking about four wheels. We're talking actual four wheel roller it's, it's, roller it's, skates. You know, at the roller leather rink. boots. I was like beige, yeah, beige yeah, totally. or white, beige, white or black. 
I had white ones. Okay. Yeah. I, I yeah. had I had bl- I had a black pair with blue wheels. That was my roller rink one. Dublin roller rink. What was your roller rink of choice? Carolia roller rink in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> It was so fun. Yeah, every Saturday. I, I think I, I mean, the, 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 the PA system was so good. The, the music sounded so good. It was like Charlie Daniels band. It was, you know, it was <laughs> That's like. That's the country that came right? out. That's yeah, where that like country, America. And then it was. Um, Why is it uh, that, that, was when that music sounds better girls, if you're going in a sort of, uh, in a clockwise in a circle, or clock, mm. counterclockwise uh, sort of motion? It just sounds better because you go. Big speakers. Yeah. Uh, and you're just moving and trucking along. And it was uh, the other song, the other record that came out then uh, at that time was the Rolling Stones, Some Girls, which if you think about the lyrics to Some Girls, you couldn't do that today. Let's, let's just be clear. I mean, no. that the lyrics to that song are like, whoa. Anyway, <laughs> what a great album, though. And so I remember like Shattered, you know, roller skating to Shattered and, you know. Every yeah. song in the key of A. Every single song on side really? A. Yeah, I think oh. side side A might there might have been a key change. There might have been a couple in D and E on side B. But if you listen to side A, I believe every single song is side is in the is key in, of is a. In a. Yeah, miss well, you. They don't sound. They uh, don't all sound the same. I mean, no, no, it's no, a brilliant different album. styles. Different different styles. I love it. You know. I mean. Yeah. Man, in this last five minutes, we've just gone all over the place. Fucking. Boop, boop, <laughs> you knew that was going to happen eventually. Rick Browdy to Rolling Stones. I love it, man. <laughs> I, well, yeah. You know what? They need to bring back the roller rink. That is the best thing. And then that's where I learned how to play pinball because, you know, when it, when it was sort of, you know, like couples only and I didn't have a boyfriend, you have to, you know, come off the rink. And then you played pinball. Yeah. Yeah. Did how you, fun. What a wow. What a great place to kind of hang out and oh, loved, love the roller rink. Did you yeah. know that Alice Cooper put out a pinball machine a couple of years ago? And have you ever played it? No. It's amazing. It's a really good one. I'll, it's, yeah, I'll bet. Because yeah. the new ones have all the new tech. And, you know, they're, 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 they're mind-blowing, the new pinball machines. Yeah. I love the vintage ones, but the new ones I love They have too. games within the games, within the games, you know. And, and mm. I, you know, I hate to say this. Well, not, I don't hate to say it. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say it. But uh, because of I, I have these associations with the GNR camp, whether it's with Slash or whether it's with Gilby and, and – um, so on and so forth. The GNR Guns N' Roses pinball machines a really good one too. I don't know if you've okay. ever played that. Have you never played that no. one as well? There's a no. lot, lot of different games in in that game as well. And I know Vic, our producer, is is fiendishly looking for for pinball machine uh, photos. But dude, we're we're way past that. We're we're just talking. You know what? Maybe we'll do a you whole know, other segment on pinball machines. Maybe, but also we need to go to the GNR because Frank. The drummer is from New York. The the, the drummer that, that that's the drummer now with, G, with Guns N' Roses. Yeah, yeah. That's a friend of mine from New York. I'm like, you're playing with Guns N' Roses? He's like, yeah. I mean, wow, what a gig. What band was he playing in when you were doing the New York scene? What, what bands was um, he in? Oh, Frank, I hope you're not listening. I can't remember what well, you, what band you were in, well, but I he mean, was always playing. He was so good. Are you Everybody, sure it wasn't Spread Eagle? Because, I mean, Spread Eagle. Yes. E- <laughs> it was. was it because Spread Eagle yes. is like the L.A. Guns of of New York? You know what I'm saying? If I you, think it was Spread Eagle. Every every band, if you if a rite of passage, you know, in Los Angeles to be a musician is that you've had to have played in L.A. Guns at least one gig, which I have, and I'm a card carrying member. But in New York, I think you had to be a member of Spread Eagle or something like that. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Um, but yeah, no, I was so, um, I, I see this, I just want to mention that, um, that uh, this thing that's we're looking at on the screen here, um, Keith Richards is, is sort of a God to me. I think as far as like um, the way we were talking about the way that I play guitar and what I, um, you know, my influences around lyrics are one thing, but guitar playing, I just, uh, I mean, come on, let's just talk about how amazing he is as a guitar player, just for no, one second. No doubt, no doubt. Right? I mean, like just the rhythm that he, he is the guitar as far as the rhythm goes. And he's, he's not too showy and he's never been like that lead guitar player, but he's always been such an incredible guitar player. Anyway, why am I talking about what, Was Joan, was Joan a big uh, guitar hero for you as well? Oh yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got bad reputation. I, I played that like to death. Yeah, I, I bought I bought that at this. I mean, here we are living in like sort of um, opposite ends of the country. You're living in Jersey, and I'm living in. And I'm I'm Northern actually California. in a whole. I, I'm I'm in a whole other time. I'm back in the seventies. I'm, yeah, well, I'm back in, in the seventies right now too. But and look but, at me. I'm I'm my. I mean, I'm the soft focus back in the. <laughs> has has the internet gone the gone penthouse magazine. on us again? All I'm right. going penthouse. <laughs> So the <laughs> thing is, bad reputation. I bought yeah. that cassette tape at the San Jose San Jose flea market, and I, yeah. and I and I played that motherfucking cassette till it unraveled. I did. Yeah. I, re- I So there, there you go. Right. There you go. And Ricky Bird is a great guitar player, and he's also he's like a, he's a friend of mine. Who and we've had he, on the podcast as well. Oh my god! Hi, so every, Ricky. Every, everybody has to go watch these old episodes of these yeah. names that we're dropping oh, right now because these are great. If Ricky's listening. Hi, Ricky. He's such a <laughs> great guy, and he does amazing work with with addicts and things like that. The Clean yeah. Getaway Program thing he has in the the music, and he's just such an amazing soul. What a great guy. Shit, man. At one point, we're going to have like to have a, uh, you know, a family reunion of all we these should. guests we that we've had. We should do a whole like Zoom thing. Of, well, like it'd be like the Brady Bunch. We can like go like this to each other, you know? <laughs> Maybe we'll have some squares. sort of episode like that. And uh, we'll invite Rick Browdy, of course. When you put it, when you, when you put out, <laughs> don't tell him what I said. <laughs> it's out there, man. There oh, look at that guy. That There's guy Ricky is something else. Uh, yeah, so something else. <laughs> we'll have this uh, this episode of of family gathering when you put out this. Um, you know, sometime. Before, when you put out the uh, next com- upcoming record, we can celebrate okay. it. We can get together again and talk more. It's been a pleasure having you on, Bridget. But the, the, oh the, God, the new EP, so do you have do you have a, a working title with it? I've, I do. I've heard, I've heard Knives is maybe Knives. Is that was Knives. Okay. Yeah. Now, knives. where did that come from? And uh, okay, so scared? it's a. <laughs> Should I be frightened? So, well, maybe. I mean, yeah, actually. Um, well, I, no, I don't know. It, uh, it's a word that scares people. It does. And that's why, right? Yeah. And that's why I called it knives, because it's like such a provocative word. But all it is is a, you know, you, yeah. you use up to cut your steak or whatever. So I quite like the idea of using a word that had this massive sort of 360 degree feeling around it, you know? So you've got the, like, there's a huge thing of knife crime in this, in this, uh, in this, in this country. So, so knives and see, because we don't have guns in England, right? People get stabbed. They don't get shot. It's really sick. So it's sort of like, and it's called knife crime. 
but actually if you just look at a knife it's just something that we use every day and every you know so i quite like that idea of it being this multifaceted word with all of these different connotations and all this emotional color around it. It's, it's one of my favorite of, quotes from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. I think he says, uh, guns for pros, knives for, sh- wait, knives for shows, guns for pros. Or, or maybe it's different, it's the opposite thing. Guns for show, knives Vic, for pros. what is it? <laughs> it's from Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's another um, thing. That's a great film. That you know, uh, well, what didn't Guy Ritchie, who is involved with Madonna, yeah, was involved with Madonna, yeah, yeah. Uh, directed that film, and Madonna came back all the way back to our Coney Island story, uh, Coney Island yeah. High story. But Alice Cooper himself is a professional knife thrower, so there you go. Get out of here! Yes, wow. he does that every single night before the show. He throws knives to targets and usually well, tell him that i'm calling the album knives because i think i'm just so fascinated by the whole and also also because they have a huge sort of ancient history i mean knives were used in you know ancient warrior kind of rituals and 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 and, and such an old old um kind of concept but there's just something about really it's just about that word knives i think it's a great I like, title i think it's it thank I mean, you. and now and now that we have actually manufactured or come up with all these reasons why uh it's it's relevant to our to alice and it's relevant to 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 where you're living in the uk i mean we haven't come up with them that we've just i've just been brainstorming yeah but you it's also perfect put title. You know, butter on your bag you put your butter you know you take a knife and you put butter on your bagel or cream cheese on your bagel with a knife do you know what i mean it's, it's like harmless. It's, so, it's, it's 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 so harmless right yeah it's it's, it's it's a it's friend like and a foe. It's, it's, it's your best <laughs> friend, your worst oh enemy. <laughs> Look at that. That's that, a great picture. That's exactly, what he, that's exactly what he throws. And honestly, if, if Vic it's was so really cool. cool, he'd put up the video of Vic, uh, of him throwing the uh, knives into my album cover. And he's just said, I, I, I refuse to do that. He's... <laughs> There's the oh, uh, there's, pin, oh, pinball look, machine. There it is. Oh, it's called Nightmare Castle. Oh, I've got to, I've got to play that. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, good there's one. no pinball machines in England. It's just like they just don't even exist. No one thinks about them. So yeah, I gotta wait till I come back. To do they the in in England? In England? Why do I start talking in like England? that? I, say, I I have noticed that Bridget in the course of our interview. That don't you don't say it. You have it. You, you have it, whether don't. you want it or not. You have it. You got it. You got the accent. I don't. I don't. You oh do. My God. I, it Bridget slips speaks out. speaks like the Queen's English. <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. I um. It, it slips <laughs> out. It's not. It's not obvious. You can be like. There's certain words. And honestly, I. You know, I. I'm married to a South African who speaks proper proper English, and she lived in London for for many 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 years. And so, every once in a while. That that UK will like one little word will come out fly out of me. I mean, I wish it flew out of me on the songs that I sing that I you know paid homage to Oasis with. But uh, you know, nine times out of ten, do do you hear yourself? I didn't hear your daughter have much of an accent, does she? Yeah, she really does. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, my son does too. No, BB actually is, is, has adopted more of an American vibe. So she quite likes the, the American kind of thing. And so she quite likes to, to have an American accent, but her accent is English. Um, 
I'm really proud of where I come from. So I really didn't want to, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to really hold on. I try and hold on to my accent yeah. as much well, as Well, there's I no can. doubt. I can tell, I can tell the American, you know, I can, I can definitely hear it 90% of the time, but there's like a little temper. Every once in a while. Can, yeah. yeah. It falls out. I love it. It's like, good. you know what? I was, I was buying, um, mascara the other day mascara, and I thought, oh. yeah. And I thought, Hmm, actually that's an English way to say it. Cause we would say, how do you say mascara. it? Mascara. Mascara, right? Yeah, but mascara. I actually said, "Well, I need to get some mascara," and I went, "Oh, that's really English." <laughs> Nothing well, wrong with being no, English, but, but, but it's where just would like, you get I'm it not- at? If you get it at the shop, that would totally be English, right out of the bat. Yeah, you, know? you get it at the shop. <laughs> Instead you of get it at the, um, you, would you say get it at the store? You're American. If you say get it at the shop, yeah, that's you're right. European. That's right. See, I probably say that too. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it comes out. It, it affects you in certain ways. You know, it it, it, it does. I, I see myself. You know, tomato, tomato. I, I every once in a while, I'll catch myself, and mm. it's the same thing. You know, our kids. You know, I, I can hear their Swedish accent come out slightly, yeah. but for the most part, it's, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, a U.S. American based English. So there you go. Yeah. I love it. We've gone crazy on all over the, but we've gone all over the spectrum. I, I hope everybody is following us and not to, you know, going, <laughs> what the heck are you guys talking about? No, they could, that means there are good reasons to rewatch it. And uh, of course, check out Bridget on all her social medias and start following again. We'll put those yeah, links up one more time. I have those, um, yeah, at the uh, Bridget West Facebook page, you'll, you'll be able to find all these sort of videos I did over lockdown. I did those especially for fans. So please have a look and um, yeah, I hope that, you enjoy those and uh yeah bridget west new music on uh, gofundme and yeah follow me at bridget west music on instagram i just sort of started that one so you can kind of be founding followers if you if you start following me so brilliant we look forward to the new ep coming out knives which we've discussed in detail you'll have to check it out everybody thanks and of course hang out with us uh next week where we will have Carrie Kelly as our guest, and uh, it's going to be a great show as well. But uh, this one has been a great one, and it's time to uh, wrap it up. Hold on, Bridget, one time uh, before we go. Before we go, I do have to ask you yeah. any sort of life lessons that you can pass on, any sort of quote that you give uh, that oh, you've yeah. heard and influences you that might help our uh, followers of In the Trenches um, sort of cope and during these crazy times, what what is one of your sort of life lesson quotes that you get? Well, I'm going to say that you have a choice whether or not you want to think positively about life yourself um, and the world around you, or you want to think negative. So I've, I'm a real sort of existentialist. Um, I believe we all have a choice. And I think it's really important to stay positive as much as you can. Positivity breeds positivity. Kindness breeds more kindness. So let's make the world better. And let's just be really kind to each other and supportive and stay positive. And that's really, um, no matter what's going on in your life, that's, that's the key. That's the magic, just to be positive. There you go. That's great light. That's great advice from Bridget West, our guest today on In the Trenches. Uh, it is your choice. Stay positive. And yeah, uh, everybody, positive. thanks for joining us on this episode. We'll see you next week. Until the next time, enjoy the ride, folks. See ya. In the Trenches with Ryan Roxy.
Hello. Moby, give him his guitars back. <laughs>